This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We've been in a series on the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to say this. God wants to be intimate with us. Do you believe that? I mean, we don't just serve, we're not just in a religion, we're in a relationship. Somebody say, I'm in a relationship. Amen. And God has a living relationship with each one of us. Amen. And I love that because religion is just dead, you know, works that tries to get to God. But, you know, Christianity is, is, is us going through Jesus to get to the Father. Amen. And I love the, the, this scripture that we've been going with all month. It's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. I love that. So it's the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, glory to God, and then the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to have a fellowship fellowship with him amen he wants us walking with him and talking with him and he wants us you know uh communicating with him and and we do that through prayer amen last week we talked about the importance of the baptism of the holy spirit and how it's important it's an important part of believers lives and and how the church was empowered by the holy spirit glory to god and in Acts 1, and 1, 4 through 5, it says, Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said to you, and it heard from me, for John truly baptizes with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, so Jesus told his disciples that, you know, it's good to be saved it's good to have the Spirit within. When you get saved, you have the Spirit within. Amen? You have the Holy Spirit that abides on the inside of you. Somebody say, I have the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside of me. But then there's another level. Somebody say another level. And that level is that the Holy Spirit not just abiding in you, but the Holy Spirit abiding upon you. Amen? And that's, and that's for power. That's for the service of God in our lives. And that helps us to move forward. We, we talked about this last week, that when the church was, was birthed on Pentecost, in Acts 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing and mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see here that, that God did not, he, he, he wanted his church to be filled with himself, but not only that, he wanted his church to have the power of the Holy Spirit to make a difference in this world that we live in. I'm going to say this, that our world that we live in is not just a physical world. I'm preaching today. We're not just living in a physical world. Yes, we are in a physical world. There's physical things that we deal with, but there is also a spiritual world. Do you believe that? 
And, you know, and the Bible says that our fight, uh, 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 our fight is not against the flesh, but it's, it's, it's a spiritual warfare. Somebody say spiritual warfare. And so, and so our fight is against not just natural forces, but there's spiritual forces. Are there spiritual forces? Spiritual forces that are working against us at times. And because there's spiritual forces working against us, we have to enact the spirit to work against them. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We need spiritual power. Amen. I, I need spiritual power in my life. And the Holy Spirit wants to empower you for what? To win in this life. And so we're dealing with stuff all the time. Anybody deal with anything in here? And I'm going to say this. Sometimes in sickness, it's not just a physical element. Sometimes there's spiritual forces that may try to make us sick. There's spiritual forces that might try to get us depressed. There's spiritual... Am I preaching to anybody today? It's not just, oh, well, I ate something bad last night. That's why I feel bad. It might be more than just that. That's the reason why we need the power of the Holy Spirit upon us to, to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, I want to talk to you about 10 blessings of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, number one blessing is it's a supernatural sign to us and others that God's word is true. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, having that baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural sign that reveals to us and to others that God is with us. Amen. In Mark 16, this is one of my favorite scriptures about outreach. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says in Mark 16, 15 through 18, this is powerful. Listen up. It says, and he said to them, go into all the world. Talking about Jesus talking to his disciples. And he's actually saying this to us. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel or the good news to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Notice it says signs will follow the believers, not just preachers. Somebody say, I'm a believer. So signs will follow you because you are a believer. So you can say believing activates. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Believing activates signs and wonders in our lives. Believing that God can do something can activate healing in our lives, can activate deliverance in our life, can activate the blessing in our life. I'm talking to anybody today. And so, and so he's saying here that these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Amen. How many, anybody cast out a demon lately? Glory to God. But you got the power to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. You have the power to cast out demons. That's the first sign and wonder because because demons are spiritual beings that attack human beings. And so we have the power to shut down demonic powers in our lives. What, pastor? You mean there could be some demonic powers working against us? Yes. I heard about this one lady that had cancer. 
and she had cancer and she was a pastor's wife and she loved God, but she had cancer. And that doesn't sound right, does it? She had cancer, she loved God, but you know what? The devil was attacking her body. And, and, and Brother Hagen and his wife came over there to pray for her. She was on the last days of her life. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he felt led to pray in the Holy Spirit, in, the, in what we call tongues, over her. And when he did that, the Holy Spirit said, gave him direction and told him to stand at the foot of the bed and command that spirit of cancer to leave her body. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. Amen. See, see the, the gift of the Holy Spirit will activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. What are the gifts? Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits, special faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings. Diversity of tongues, prophecy. And so the Holy Spirit, as he prayed, activated the gift. And the Lord told him to stand at the foot of the bed and command that spirit to leave her body. And guess what? He did. And, and he said he saw like a bat-like creature fly off her body and fly out the window. Now, you may or may not believe that, but I believe it to be true. And she was raised up and she got healed. She did not die of cancer. Why? Because, see, listen, there are spiritual forces. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's trying to come against each one of us. And they're trying to fight against us. But we have the, we have the greatest power. We have God Almighty. You remember this uh, in the Old Testament when uh, uh, Moses had a staff. Remember he had a staff? And remember what that staff could do? It could turn into a snake. He could drop it on the ground and that staff would turn into a snake. Remember that? But remember when he, when he saw the Pharaoh and he had his staff and the magicians had staffs too. And they threw some staffs down and they turned into snakes. See, see, the devil can do some supernatural things. And so, he, so, so the magicians threw down their staffs and, and, and their staffs turned into snakes. And when Moses put his staff down, his snake ate up their snakes. In other words, with God in us, we'll, we'll, we'll eat the devil for lunch. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? In other words, the devil's not going to be able to eat us or take us down because the Bible says the devil's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But you know what? I'm raising up a people it exceed life church, a mighty army that's not going to be destroyed by the devil. No, no, no. You are going to be devil destroyers. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, I'm raising up a mighty army. It might look like Gideon's army in this place today. You say, well, where's all the people? They're coming because you're going to be bringing them in. Oh. You're going to be praying for them. You're going to be setting people free. They're going to say, man, I want what you've got because you're going to be winning. And you're going to keep winning and keep winning and keep winning. Why? Because God is with Somebody say, God's with me. And it says here that these signs will follow. You will cast out demons. Notice the next sign. These are super signs. You will speak with new tongues. 
Oh, my Lord Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He's saying one of the signs, but see, you got to believe that God wants to empower you. And then you got to say, okay, Lord, if you really want to empower me, give it to me. Glory to God. Just, just, just ask God to give it to you. Glory to God. And you know what? He will bless you Amen. with a supernatural gift. And, and, and it says here that you take up serpents. That means that if a, if a snake bites you, you can shake it off like Paul, the apostle, in the fire, and he did not die. Amen. Uh, if you drink any deadly thing, somebody tries to poison you. Like you have dinner and your wife makes dinner. No, I'm kidding. But uh, somebody tries to poison you. Uh, you will be okay. Amen. Amen. And lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These are supernatural signs that God wants to empower us. But, you, but, but what is the prerequisite of walking in the power? Believing. Amen. Somebody say, I believe. Amen. And in and, and Acts 2, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. We know this. And last week we talked about this, that when Peter was called to minister at Cornelius's house, uh, he was a centurion. He was an Italian. And uh, and normally the Jews did not minister to people outside their Jewish race. And and Peter wasn't aware that God was opening the kingdom of God to everybody. You know, it's open for everybody. And so, so, so Peter was called in Acts 10, 45. He was called to, to, pray, to minister the gospel uh, to uh, Cornelius and all his family and, and Cornelius' friends. And it says in Acts 10, 45, And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, at many came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Amen? So, so we see here that it's a sign that God is in a believer's life. It's a sign that God has saved people and that he's empowering people. And Peter realized that, that Cornelius and his family were saved because they got the gift. Amen. And they said, man, these people are really saved. They got the same gift that the apostles got. In other words, I'm going to say this. The apostles are a five-fold ministry gift, part of the five-fold ministry gift. You have the pastor, the evangelist, the apostle, the, the teacher, the prophet, and, uh, the apostle, and, and you have the five gifts that help build the church up. But even though you've got the five gifts, God still gives people, gives people gifts in the body of Christ. Why? To help build the body up. Amen. So, so it's a supernatural sign. Number two, the gift of tongues is for spiritual edification. Now, what does that mean? I don't know about you. Edification means to be built up. I don't know about you, but I need to be built up at times. Sometimes I feel weary. Sometimes I feel tired. Sometimes I just feel beat down. Anybody been there? Amen. Amen. And that's when you got to go to Starbucks, right? <laughs> that's where you, I, I, I'm call, Starbucks is calling me, you know. The coffee's calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. You know, get, get a little caffeine in it. It's long, yeah, it's okay. To get a little, but, but it's more powerful to have the Spirit of God working on the inside of your life. And so, and so I, I need to be built up in my, whole, in my most holy faith. And the Bible says, pray in the Holy Ghost. So it, it actually builds your spirit man up. 
The Word of God will, will strengthen you as well. But, but praying in the Holy Spirit will build you up. In 1 Corinthians 14, 4, this is powerful. This is Paul speaking here. Paul wrote a whole chapter on speaking in tongues in chapter 14. And he says here, He, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So Paul was saying that praying in the Holy Ghost is a way of building yourself up. It's, it's a way of strengthening you because the enemy's trying to make some of us weak. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I need to be strong in God. And number three, the gift of tongues is a supernatural way of praying to God. You know, sometimes I, I you know, I don't know how to pray, you know, the right prayers at times. I, 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 I just go with my own thinking. I just go with what I think God wants me to pray. But sometimes I, I don't have it all and I need a supernatural language to help me bypass my brain. I remember I was, I had this one person, we had, we had a prayer service and uh, this one person was, was a Christian and she came in and she was going through a lot of stuff in her life and, um, and she was going through a lot of stuff and she came up for prayer and I said, what would you like prayer for? And she said, pastor, I, I don't know what I need prayer for. I, I need, I need it all. She, that's what she was saying. I just need it all. And she said, can you just pray for me? Just a blanket prayer. And I said, okay. And I said, well, how do I do, what do I pray for her for? You know, she just needs, she just needs, sometimes we just need a word from God. Sometimes we just need just a right word from God. What? To to get us to to the next level. Because the devil's been beating our heads down. The devil's been coming against us. We've been, the circumstances look like things aren't working in our life, right? Uh, and, and sometimes we just need a, what I call a rhema word. Rhema means a spoken word from God. It's when God speaks, maybe through a person, and the Holy Spirit illuminates that word, and you're like, wow, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. In other words, one word from God can change your life, can change the, direct, uh, the direction of where your life is going. So I prayed for her. I said, let me pray in the Holy Ghost. So I prayed in my spiritual language over her. And as I did that, the Lord gave me a spiritual gift of prophecy. And I spoke a prophetic word over her. And it changed the trajectory of her life. She ended up writing a book going out in ministry, and she said that from that point on, she moved forward. What? Well, it wasn't because of how great I am. It's because of how great God is. And so sometimes we don't have it in the natural. In other words, we need it in the spiritual. Somebody say spiritual power. So it's a supernatural way of praying, also of praying to God. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, however, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So, so speaking in an unknown tongue is, is like a coded message in the Spirit. Oh, I'm preaching today. In other words, it's coded for a reason, and that's the reason because the devil can't understand 
when you pray in the spirit, the devil can't understand what you're praying out. And you might be praying out something that might save somebody's life, that might get you in a good place. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And you're praying a coded message, and it says it's a mystery. And this is powerful because I, I'm not going to hit on it majorly this morning, but it says that they that pray in an unknown tongue pray that you may interpret. What am I saying? I'm saying that even though you say, well, what's the use of praying in tongues if I don't understand it? Well, first of all, it's a supernatural sign. Second of all, it will build you up. Third, you will be praying to God uh, perfectly. Amen. That's powerful. Number four, the gift of tongues reminds us of the spirit indwelling presence. It reminds us that we're saved that we're delivered, that we're set free. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we're, that we're, that we're in, in God and God's in us. Have you ever forgotten that you were in God? Have you ever been in a place in your life where you've been struggling and you just feel like God, you feel, it feels like that God's a million miles away and it doesn't seem like, but he's not. God is, is closer to you than you think. Amen. And it reminds us of the spirit indwelling. Amen. We need that reminder. In 2 Peter 1, 4, it says, By which we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So, so here, Peter is saying that we are partakers of the divine nature. We are partakers of God's divine nature. So when we pray in the spirit... It reminds us that we're partakers of that divine nature. You're not just a natural person. You're supernatural with God on you. Can I say that again? You're not just battling the devil in the natural. You're a supernatural being with the power of God resident on the inside of you and upon you to do something great in this life. Can I get a witness in the house today? Man, I don't know about you, but I'm preaching myself happy this morning. I'm reminding myself that, that, that God is powerful. The gift of tongues, number five, utilized is, is praying in line with God's perfect will. Sometimes when we pray, we don't pray God's perfect will because we're just going by what it looks like. But God, praying in the Holy Spirit, helps us. Uh, in Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So we see here that praying Spirit is utilized in praying in line with God's perfect will. So, you know, I remember that when I was back in Oklahoma... And I was uh, graduating that year and I was planning out my life. You know, sometimes we plan out our lives. And I was planning out my life on what I was going to do. Anybody ever plan out your life? Does God ever interrupt your plans? Have you ever been interrupted by God? And God will interrupt your plans. And I was praying in my supernatural language saying, God, I thank you that I'm here in Oklahoma. I love the house that you helped me buy. I'm single, I'm ready to mingle, believing for a wife, and uh, I'm going to hang out here for a little while. And while I was praying the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, 
I interpret my tongues, and my tongues turned into English, and it came out in a phrase. A phrase came out that wasn't coming out of my head. And I said, and the phrase was, go help Pastor Joe. <laughs> that was a phrase that came out of my mouth. And I'm like, what? I had no, and Pastor Joe, I knew who Pastor Joe was. He's, he's, he's the one that started this church many years ago. And I came out of Pastor Joe's church to go to Raymond Bible. He went to Raymond Bible uh, Training Center, Raymond Bible College now, as it's called. And, uh, and, and that phrase came out of my mouth, help Pastor Joe. And I'm like, what? And why? And the Bible says when you pray to interpret. So, so it wasn't a tongue. Uh, it, it was a tongue coming out. It was English. Amen. So praying in the Holy Spirit will help you pray out God's perfect will. I didn't, th- I didn't know that was God's perfect will until I prayed it out. And I said, oh. And then, then I prayed, well, God, if this is really you, because you've got to test the spirits. The Bible says test the spirits. I said, God, if this is really you, you will confirm this with other people. And he did. Other people would come to me, you know, I think you're called, you know, and, you know, and, People in other, in other circumstances revealed that I was supposed to go back to Virginia Beach. So what am I saying? I'm saying that when you're praying out, sometimes we think we're moving in a right direction, but we could be going in a wrong direction. And, that, and it's good that God can speak to us and through us and give us revelation and show us where, what we need to be doing. Because the most important thing you can get from God the most important thing you can get from God is direction. It's to know what to do. Sometimes, sometimes you don't know, maybe should you get the operation or should you just believe God for healing? Should you go to the doctor or should you, should you just believe God? I mean, should you do both? Believe God and go? You know, uh, should you take this job or, or not? Should you go here or there? No, it's the Holy Spirit that wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. Why? Because he wants us winning in this life. And when we're walking in the power and the presence of God, we will win in this life. Number six, praying in tongues stimulates your faith. Amen? Uh, it, it, it builds your faith up. It, it stimulates it. In Jude 1, 20 and 21, it says, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Keeping yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Let me read that one more time. But you, beloved, building yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God. I love this because when I pray in the Holy Spirit, I become an easier person to live with. Does anybody have any personality problems out here? Anybody have any anger issues out here? Anybody short-tempered out here? Do I have any people that have flesh out here? Do do you have flesh? What do I mean flesh? You you live in a body. You have feelings. You you, you deal with stuff. Amen? But but when I pray in the Holy Ghost, what happens? It it actually brings out more. It brings the, the, the peace in my life. It brings the joy in my life. It brings the fruit of the Spirit. Love, peace, joy, patience, goodness, meekness, faithfulness, and self-control. It produces that in my... And I need the love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, meekness, faithfulness, and self-control working in my life. 
What, what, what does it say? It says, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves, keeping yourselves, keeping yourself in the love of God. We got to stay in the love of God. What is the devil trying to do? Get us out of the love of God. Get us critical. Get us judgmental. Get us, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Keep in your, if you want to stay in the love of God, yes, stay, pray, you know, you know, read the Bible, of course, but pray in the Holy Ghost. It will keep you and it will activate the fruit of the Spirit in your lives. I got to have fruit working in my life. If I don't have fruit working in my life, I'm in trouble. Amen. Praying in tongues gives you spiritual refreshing. This is powerful because it, it, it will refresh you. It says here in Isaiah, this is Old Testament. This is powerful. In Isaiah 28, 11, 12, it says, For with a stammering lip and another tongue, I will speak to this people. Notice it was in the Old Testament that through the prophet Isaiah, that God was prophesying that people in this day of church age will be speaking in another tongue in the Old Testament. That's powerful. And he says, with a stammering lip, with a stammering lip. Yeah, that, that sounds like tongues to me. And another tongue, another tongue. He will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest which, which you may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshion. Yes, they would not hear. So, so, so I, 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 what, you know, some people go to drugs for refreshing. Some people go for alcohol for refresh. They, they're trying to. They're trying to get, get into another place in, in, in how they feel. They, they go to alcohol to try to feel better. They go to drugs to try to feel. Is that right? They, they, they try to go to these vices that will in, in eventually destroy your life. But what, why not go to the Holy Spirit? Why not go to the Holy Spirit? Why not allow the Holy Spirit? And I remember I was, with, uh, I was talking to one of the people here at church. Last night, and I, and I was studying this. I said, let's just pray together, they, 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 James Johnson. I said, let's just pray in the Holy Spirit together. And we started praying, and all of a sudden, James started laughing on the other end. I said, well, and, and he wasn't really, ne- and he was, you know, he was, he was you know, he, he's an even kill guy. And he said, man, I feel, I'm feeling good. And I started laughing a little bit. I said, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, too. I said, this is, this is good. Yeah, amen. And, and, I, and what, what we did, I said, man, we might need to start praying the Holy Ghost a little bit more. Amen. It's a refreshing. It, it, it will actually bring the joy and the peace of God in your life. I don't know about you, but I need more peace and I need more joy. Amen. Why? I need more peace and I need more joy. And, I was, and when I prayed, I felt the joy of the Lord bubble up out of me. And I felt laughter come out. Glory to God. And this is, this is interesting because, because praying the Holy Ghost will heal your body. Mm, that's a strong statement, Pastor. Where is that found out in the scripture? Well, it's right here, in here. Because if it's a refreshing and it gives you joy, the Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. So if you're laughing, oh, I'm, are you hearing what I'm saying today? If you're in peace, and you're in joy, oh my gosh, the devil can't do anything against you. What can the devil do against a Christian that's walking in peace and joy? He can't do nothing. And then when he tries to do something to you, when the devil tries to come and attack you, you go with James 1, count it all joy. 
when you, in, when you encounter trials and tribulations. The Bible says, count. well, how do you count it all joy? Pray in the Holy Pray in the Holy Ghost. That's how you count it all. Am I preaching to anybody today? Am I just getting excited just for myself? All right, you, you count it all joy. Why? Because, the, because God is fortifying you in the tribulation, in the trials of your life. You're being forged. You know, I'm going to say this. Warriors are made in deserts. Warriors are made in the tough times. You don't grow in the easy times in your faith. It's the tough times that we, we got to dig deep into God. It's the tough times that makes us warriors in God. Remember Caleb and Joshua where they were warriors. Caleb got that, mount, that, that house on top of the mountain. He kicked the giants off that, that mountaintop in his 60s. So don't, don't give me age as an excuse. Because God's power can transcend age in your, oh man, for everybody that's over 60 in here. Amen. And so praying in tongues uh, gives us spiritual refreshing, which can heal our bodies. Praying in tongues aids us in worshiping the Lord. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14 15, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray in the spirit. I will also pray in the understanding. I will sing with the spirit. I will also sing in, in, in understanding. This is powerful. This is the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was an authority in praying in tongues because he said in one scripture that he prayed in tongues more than most people. He said, I pray in tongues more than ye all. So he, he was a person that because he dealt with a lot of problems in his life, anybody ever studied the Apostle Paul, you'll find out that he encountered major problems in his life. He had people coming against him. He had the devil coming against him. He had everybody coming against him at different times in his life. And so, so he, he was constantly in the spirit. Why? Because the only way you're going to win your battles, I'm preaching to somebody today, is that you've got to get into the spirit. Amen. That's the only way we're going to win our battles. It's, it's a spiritual warfare. And we've got to get into the spirit. That's why when you're worshiping God, what you're doing, you're moving out of the natural. You're moving out of the flesh. You're moving into the spirit. When I start worshiping God, giving Him praise, giving Him glory, hallelujah. Man, I got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors, set the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well, <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> And make me whole, spring up, oh well. This life in me, this life abundantly. What kind of life do you want to live? I want to live the abundant life. That's the river. What's the rivers? The Bible says, Jesus said, you, like rivers of water will come out of you, like rivers. What does that mean? That means the power of the Holy Spirit, as you speak in an unknown language, it's like rivers, and you're moving in God, and moving in the super, and the devil hates it. 
Why doesn't the devil want you uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit? Because he knows that it can put that edge on your faith. It can put that cutting edge on your faith. It can move you to the next level. Praying in tongues, it, it, it helps us worship the Lord, like I just said. Praying in tongues brings the t- tongue under subjection of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I need my tongue tamed. The Bible says in James, no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poisons. Amen. So, so I'm going to say this. How we get in trouble is two ways. Can, can I talk to you this morning? We get in trouble by how we think and what we say. We get in trouble by what we think. Are we thinking negative about people? Are we thinking bad? Are we thinking bad about the future? No, no, I'm thinking positive about the future. My future's bright. Are, are we thinking wrong? And then are we speaking wrong? I don't know, man, if, if, this, if this problem that I'm dealing with is ever going to go away. No, don't talk like that. It's going away. You're, you're walking in health, wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection, prosperity, and eternal life. That's what salvation means. I say I got it. Not that I'm going to get it, but I got it. Toyota. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, anybody ever remember that c- commercial? Amen. I don't watch TV anymore. Some of us need to be walking around. What are you doing? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Come on. Work with me in here. Work with me. Do this. I got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get healing. No, you already got your healing. Well, how come it's not manifested? Because, you, because you're trying to get it. You got you to you gotta receive it. And you have it now. Say, I have it now. Praying in tongues is a way of giving perfect thanks to God. How many people like to give perfect thanks to God. Paul was talking about praying in tongues. It's all in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. He says, otherwise, he says here, otherwise is verse 16 of chapter 14 of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen as you're giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? So for, for you indeed give thanks well, but the other are not edified. What is he saying here? He's saying that if you have the gift of the Holy Spirit of uh, being able to speak in an unknown tongue, that when you bless the food, you just don't speak in tongues because other people won't understand what you're saying and doesn't build them up. But he, but he does say this. He, he doesn't. Let me just say what he's not. Uh, what he's, what he's, he's saying. Don't be praying in, in, the, in an unknown tongue if other people are around praying English so they can agree. And be blessed. But, but he also is saying this. He's not saying this. Don't pray in tongues over your food. In other words, you can pray in tongues over your food. Or you can pray in tongues and it gives perfect thanks. So you can do it when nobody's around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can do it under your breath. You can do it. See, this gift that God wants to give us is the only gift that you can activate at will. Because all the other gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit, is as the Spirit of the Holy Spirit wills. So this gift, you have control of. 
See, some people think if I get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it might just come on me sometime when I'm at the store. It's not going to do that. He, the, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't overtake you and make you do something. You initiate. the Once you baptize, it's the only gift that you initiate. That's powerful. That means that you can pray in the Holy Ghost as much as you want. That means that you can build yourself up on your most holy faith. You can do all these things that I talked about. You can be convinced that it's a supernatural sign to reveal uh, to us by God. It's a gift that that's edifies us, that builds us up. It's a supernatural way to pray to God. It's, it's a gift that, that helps us, remind us of the, the, the indwelling presence of God. It's a gift that utilizes us uh, in praying in line with God's perfect will, getting us on track with God. It's a gift that, that, that stimulates our faith. It's a gift that, that it gives us spiritual refreshing. It's a gift that aids us in worshiping the Lord. And it's a gift that helps us to keep our tongue under control and is a gift that helps us give perfect thanks why wouldn't you want to walk in it amen uh you know some would say well maybe it's just for a special select group of people that god just hand picks who he wants to receive it and who he doesn't i i don't believe it i believe it's for everybody and in the, in the upper room everybody received all 120. It wasn't just the apostles. Amen. And in Acts 2.39, it says, For this promise is for you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord will call. So, so if it's getting worse in the end days, and if the days are getting more evil, do you know the days are getting more evil? Yeah. Out here, it's not getting any better. The Bible says the world's not going to get any better. You know the world's not going to get any better. But the Bible says that the, that the church... The glory of the church will grow even greater. So as the, as the world gets darker, the, world, the church gets lighter. As the world gets darker, we, become, we shine more brighter in the darkness. And I'm going to say this, that God wants you shining like a beacon of light in this dark world. And when you can have peace and you can have joy and you can have a smile on your face when all hell's breaking loose all around you, people are going to know that you serve a living God, that you trust a living God and that you're not, I'm not worried about what's going on. I know there's wars going on. I know that, 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 that there's nations that are in conflict. I know people are talking World War III. They're, they're, but you know what? I'm not bothered by it. Because I'm not, I may be of this world, but I'm not in this world. That just tells me, if World War III is coming, Jesus is coming sooner than that. And Jesus is coming back to pick me up. And he's going to pick me up before all hell breaks loose. And we're going to have our glorified bodies. And we're going to be at a banquet table in heaven. And, God's, and Jesus is going to be lavishing his love for us. For seven years in heaven, glory to God, while all hell breaks loose down here on earth. And then we're going to come back and we're going to overtake this world. And we're going to set up Jesus' earthly kingdom down here. So, so I'm not worried about it. And you don't need to be worried about it either. Keep it in prayer. Pray, I pray for Israel. I pray for, for uh, Ukraine. I pray for them. That's all we can do is pray and do whatever we can do to be a blessing. But, but God is in charge. He's in charge. And don't worry about it because God has it in hand.
You got it? Toyota. Amen, I got it. I got it. I got it. Glory to God. So again, you, you, if you're going to receive, you must be open to believe that God wants you to have the gift. You must have a desire for the gift. You must ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then you must receive. And I remember my brother George, he, uh, he, he heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He, he, he bought a book and gave you like these steps on how to get uh, baptized. And he got baptized at his home. God can baptize you anywhere you like to be baptized. It doesn't have to be in church. It could be right in your house. Glory to God. Amen. It could be anywhere. I, mine was in a prayer room in a church. Amen. And so God can do it. it uh, Yen was prayed for on a Sunday night. And on Wednesday, she was worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, these heavenly language came out of her mouth. And she said, wow. It, just, it was that easy. It just, this heavenly language came out. And she said, I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. It could be just that easy. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? And then, then you just have to practice this. So, so my two key points today, before I close today, is that number one, I want to encourage you, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, to get baptized, to, to, to receive it. And number two, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, start praying in the Holy Ghost. That's the reason why you're so mean. <laughs> Because you, have, you haven't been, that's why you're so cranky. That's the reason why you got issues. <laughs> Pastor, I got issues. You know why? Because you don't pray enough. You, you, that's why you got issues. You're, you're intellectually trying to get everything intellectually. Oh, I'm an intellectual man. I'm an intellectual. It's good. Intellect is good. I, I, I'm not di- discounting intellect, but there's more than just intellectual power. There's spirit power. And I'm, and I'm tired of being a mean person. I want to be a nice person. I want to be somebody filled with the Spirit, filled with love, filled with peace, filled with joy. And when you are filled like that, the, Brother Hagin says, when you're anointed by the Holy Spirit, it makes you ir- irresistible to people in the natural. In other words, you become a magnet and people want to just come around you and they want to be a part of what you're doing. And then you can tell them about Jesus. And then they get saved, and you're like the Pied Piper bringing people into church. And pretty soon, we're going to be building a bigger church in Virginia Beach, glory to God, to house all the people. That, somebody say, they're coming. They're coming. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. I thank you, Father God, for these precious people. I thank you that you're empowering us to be winners in this life and to win in every step that we make. And perhaps you're here today or perhaps you're watching online and you haven't taken the first step to to walk in victory in Christ. The first step is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so I want to encourage you to receive Jesus today. Maybe you have received Jesus, but you're not walking with him like you know you need to. You're walking back in the world. You're straddling the fence. And it's time for you to make a fresh commitment to God. I want you, if you're ready to move forward in God, just pray this simple prayer. And mean in your heart, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.